everyone. Welcome to the Puzzle Podcast. I'm Janessa Merrill, your host. Today's episode is either going to be really fun or stress me out because basically there's this game where not really strangers where it helps you connect or just get to know someone. And the original plan was to get someone I knew from high school and basically try to make them feel bad about me or whatever. But then I'm like, no, they don't deserve to know me like that. So we decided to scout on Bumble and we were playing around there anyways. And we've been looking for two months because this turned out to be harder than expected. And it's also strange because we don't normally have guys on this podcast, but I'm excited because I never intended for our page or podcast to be only females, but it just happened that way. Anyways, this brings us to today's guest, the lucky one we found. Hey, Nick, what's up? Hi. (laughs) That was like a super long intro, but I just want to know, like, what intrigued you and why you'd like say yes to be on this podcast? Um, I don't usually check my d my cold dms like the general messages ones and um i was a little alarmed i was like wait is this real and then it you were a real account and it seemed like a real thing so i was like oh might as well i have nothing going on (laughs) actually my friends found you on bumble using my account because i'm like i have zero time to do this so when i dm'd you all i ever got was a text from them with your user and being like message him he looks like he has personality because everyone we've talked to was so boring and was like a tool and i'm like okay you're not gonna be on this podcast but hey (laughs) yeah i don't think i'm a tool (laughs) i hope not but literally i know nothing about you and i wasn't gonna stalk your socials because i wanted everything to be a surprise so tell us about yourself which i know everyone hates that question but no yeah um i'm 19 i graduated from a pretty expensive private school in pasadena california i'm going i deferred from school the art institute of chicago because of the pandemic. So I've been living at home, trying to find a job, which is hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like clothes. Um, I really like everything visual arts. Um, I paint a lot in my free time. I do a lot of graphic design work in my free time, a lot of video editing and stuff like that. So, okay, so you mentioned going yeah. to art school. I just want to know why did you choose to go to art school? Because for me, I was like, I'm going to go to art school after high school, but then it was super expensive. And I'm like, I had a photography class in high school and it was so structured. I was like, I'm never going to go to art school because I don't want them to teach me like this class did. So what was your decision to go to? Um, my decision was, well, it was for, I went to a really structured math and science high school and um i'm not a math and science person like people in my class went to stanford harvard yale all for like sciencey stuff and i'm like not that at all <laughs> so i was dead and i'd always loved doing art and my art teacher was like my best bud in high school so i was i decided no i'm going to do art school so i applied to a ton And I didn't get in, I got into some, but (laughs) Chicago was the best one I got into and they gave me a scholarship. So I was very excited about that. That was the only school that gave me a a merit scholarship based on my work, which made me pretty psyched to go there. Um, But also I have friends who are at art school, like at Tisch and stuff, and they really, really love it. And it's, they're really happy. But at the same time, now that I've been doing nothing for almost a year, it's like, I was like, well, am I going to make money after college? Like, am I going to have a job? That's <laughs> yeah. Did you apply to any in like New York? I did. Um, but my parents are very anti 
New York. I don't know why, because I'm going to school in Chicago, which is still a major metropolitan city. Um, but I, I applied to Parsons and Pratt, Pratt's in Brooklyn, and I got into Pratt, but I didn't get into Parsons. But they were just no way. And I, I think it makes sense because, like, at, at Parsons at least, room like room and board is like twenty grand for student housing, and I'm like that's that's insanity i don't think i think it has some of the highest room of board of any college in the u.s that i don't know yeah i always wanted to go to art school but i also think like my art teacher in high school kind of fucked me over and was not prepping me enough to go and so i was just kind of discouraged but also like i mean i don't know where i'd be if i actually did go to art school and i always just wondered like why do people choose chicago because usually i'm like thinking LA is the best choice for art school rather or like New York so that's why I asked it's not like oh maybe it's money but <laughs> I mean also their program is like unlike unlike Parsons where they focus on like a thing or Cal Arts or something where they teach you a way to do something it's a lot more mm, I don't want to say like eh, yeah it's like art making for artists so it teaches you how to from what I've got from my friends who are already there, um, a lot of the program is focused on like developing how you write and market your own artwork to people. So it's not so much like we're going to teach you how to animate something a certain way that a certain company wants. We're going to teach you how to develop your voice and craft, which I think is a lot different from other art schools because a lot more focus on like doing everything well at least you got a scholarship yeah. so I mean I guess you're pretty fucking talented right <laughs> yeah yeah I'm so excited. since my friends found you on Bumble I just want to know and you're not gonna hurt my feelings if you say like no but do I look like someone you'd swipe right on yeah yeah I did stalk your Instagram because I was like who is this person is this a real account I mean yeah you that, probably I don't think I did swipe on you though because I, I got rid of Bumble a while back so why were you on bumble because i know i use it to like mess around but are you were you actually there to like find dates and like get a relationship i yeah i guess <laughs> i i say like the same reason anyone's on a dating app is like 50 percent boredom 50 percent being lonely um yeah i yeah probably i was looking for something <laughs> Were you ever successful in it or is that why you got rid of it? Cause it's just not working. Uh, I think I was, I met a girl who's really sweet. And um, so I've been talking to her the past like couple weeks and I got rid of my account a while ago. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get into this game. Have you ever played it? I have not. So I've only done it twice with two separate friend groups, which each time left me crying. So good luck to me, but it's emotionally exhausting for us to play it. But I know other people who casually play it every couple months, but we're like, no, it's draining. So how it basically goes is that there's different levels and my friends already pre-selected like all the questions. So I guess we'll just go down the list and go back and forth. And each level has questions that are supposed to get deeper, I guess. But let's see how this goes. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So level one. The first question here is, what's the first thing you noticed about me? Your glasses look. Yeah, well, they, uh, yeah, they look different than they do in pictures. Everyone says that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They look a lot smaller in pictures. Oh, well, 
everyone says my glasses and I'm like oh that's nice but if I didn't have it then I'm like okay well I'm blind so I have to wear it but for you I guess it's your hair yeah, <laughs> I feel like I know a lot of people that have like the platinum hair and now it's just like overgrowing out but are you gonna dye it back again or um I might it was I, I only dyed it because I matched with a girl on Bumble and she was like hey want me to dye your hair and I was like okay sure <laughs> um and so it was like platinum platinum but I might I don't know I'm getting conflicting opinions from people whether to do it or not I mean I've always wanted to dye my hair but I'm just too scared to which I'm scared to do anything but you know <laughs> that's that but what does my Instagram tell you about me okay so you don't have a lot of posts so <laughs> you're not someone who obsessively you don't really care about obsessively documenting your life so you're probably a somewhat grounded person um you do like to travel I get out of state and I don't know if you're from California but I would assume you are from some of these pictures yeah I am <laughs> okay um because like you travel to places that look like they're a part of California um I, hmm. okay it says you're a public figure so you're one of those people um <laughs> And that's not a negative thing. That's just something that I notice when people do. But you have more than enough followers, I guess, to back that. You really like your dog, or at least a dog. Um, I'd say you're a normal person who's somewhat caught up in the whole, like, I need to document my entire life on social media. Uh, you also shop at Glossier. Mirror selfies are key, but you do have friends because there are pictures of you taken by other people, not just like mirror <laughs> selfies, which is the thing that I realized with a lot of people's accounts is like when they're only mirror selfies, it's like, oh, bro, do you have friends? <laughs> well, okay, so I'm going to fully defend myself. Well, first, there used to be like a ton of pictures on my account because... I was just like a mess and then I deleted a bunch of them and it only says public figure because I'm out here trying to get a job in LA and the thing they ask all the time is can I see your Instagram and so I had to clean it up because every time my Instagram gets seen by like some employer they're like oh never mind we decided to go with someone else and I'm like that's so unfair so I had to clean it up okay. and usually my sister takes my pictures so I don't have friends <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, me neither. I use a self-timer, like, 100% of the time. And I would take mirror pictures, but my mirror is so dirty, and it's in my room, and I hate my room background, so that's sad. But <laughs> for yours, I well, first, I want to know, why is your username Paper Bags, please? Um, so about, like, two years ago, I was like, I want to make a TikTok account, but I want to make my username something that's easy to remember. Um, so I thought, like, what's a Okay, P. Okay, paper bags. Okay, paper bags, please. Three letters, or three P's <laughs> and three words. That's easy to remember. And now I just kind of, uh, I don't know. I just think it's fun. And then I thought making my account grocery store is also fun because that <laughs> has in. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to remember. So that's good. But are you big on TikTok? Is that? No. Oh, okay. no I was, and I have friends who are. And I envy them every fucking day. It is like, it's the worst seeing people live your wildest dreams doing nothing and then like not attaining to strive like even more. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's, like, that's true. <laughs> well, from like overall, I have like 
you have a very like I don't care vibe. Is that true or like? Um, yeah, there was a picture at one point of me pissing my pants on like like I don't care. I realized there was a point when I did care in like middle school, and then I was like, dude, you need to not care because it's more fun. And I mean, you do have friends, which I can see. I don't have any pictures with my friends because all of us hate taking pictures. So I mean, and what is this editor for a big fashion meme page? What is that? Uh, that's my friend Karsten. He doesn't know how to edit videos, so I edit his YouTube videos pro bono for free. And um, yeah, it's just it's a really really good way to get girls who are into like fashion, like weird like archive stuff. When they see that on your account, they are like, or dudes, they're like, oh my god, you know. Are, you know meme saint laurent like are you meme saint laurent and i'll be like no i'm not but i do know him and it's like wow so it's it's definitely like it's for the clout of it yeah overall it's like i the whole i don't care vibe and you don't look like the type to go to art school what does that mean <laughs> which i know like everyone well because i know people that go to art school and they all have like this certain aesthetic where it's like I'm going to take film pictures and like dress a certain way and it's like super curated, but you don't look like that at all. Please, I, I take film pictures <laughs> and it's, no, it's not curated at all. But it's not like, oh, like set, I'm going to do a photo shoot specifically for taking pictures and all that. Okay. So. Thank you. I mean, that in the nicest way possible. I mean, like, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I... <laughs> but it seems like you're more of like a suburb person. I am most deaf a suburb person. Yes. So you don't like the city? No, or I love the city. You're in that conflicted you know? too. I'm so primed. No, I like I am 190% born and raised in the suburbs, but I think Pasadena is weird because it's 15 minutes from the actual city of LA, so you get it which is fucked up, but you get all the benefits of the nice parts of the city and all the benefits of like one of the nicest suburbs in California. In like your whole life and so that's pretty great but I love the city a lot like wow I have friends in New York and in Chicago and visiting them is just like wow I want to be here all the time it's so much fun well I hate when like people say like LA is a city because to me when people talk about the city I'm like it's New York it's not LA at all I want to be like take the subway and see all these buildings but LA is completely different from that yeah, it's a driving city, which is it's the it's the only driving city, I guess. Like, uh, cities in the yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's like I wouldn't consider New Orleans a city, but it is very much a city. I don't know. So, nice question. As a child, what do you think I wanted to be? This is easy. I think you wanted to. Oh fuck! Actually, this is hard. Wait. <laughs> For you. I feel like you're one of those kids that were like when that section in like elementary school when we learn about the moon that you were super like into the solar system so I feel like you wanted to be like an astrologer or scientist yeah, I'd say it's like close to that or like a, a I watched Jurassic Park like a hundred times I wanted to be a paleontologist I was like fuck yeah dinosaurs um for you I think either I guess you said you liked art so I think some sort of artist or like something like that but maybe yeah I don't I don't know either artist but then you said that like let you down so I'm gonna go with like 
No, that's it. I'm going to go with artist. Well, as a child, I really wanted to be a Disney star, <laughs> which like everyone kind of like no one's going to lie. Like they want to be a child actor. But also I really wanted to be like an American Idol pop star. <laughs> and okay. I, and I think I dressed up. As, that was my kindergarten <laughs> costume for the Halloween parade. But I mean, my parents were like really into well, they thought they tricked me into thinking I was really good at singing, but I think it was just like my voice was high pitched back then. And so every parent's like, you can hit some notes. Yeah, I my mom made me do Los Angeles Children's Choir and like all that stuff. And I was not <laughs> here for it at all. Do I seem like a morning person or a night owl? Morning person, because you scheduled this Zoom meeting at 11 a.m., and that's not early I wake up at 10 a.m because I am unemployed and I take community college classes that don't require a zoom so that is early for me (laughs) but I'm gonna I'm gonna say morning person because also of how clean your background is but I have no idea like that's a thing as well like cleanliness I associate with like early risers no it's just not 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 at all well I naturally wake up at 6 or 7 a.m so I try to get like all my stuff done before but also I thrive at night I feel like I feel like I get most of my stuff done like in two in the morning and lately I just I feel like I just take naps I don't even sleep like the full eight hours anymore it's like two three hours and then work and then on and off but for you I feel like you're a night owl yeah no I'm up till (laughs) 5 a.m every day not really doing anything but oh I thought it was like there's a reason for it but (laughs) well I usually and I'm sure it's because my sleep schedule is absolutely messed up but um I I do get my I also think it's when my medication wears off but like I get my best ideas like to make something or do something like I have a notes folder in iCloud like an iCloud of just like the dumbest ideas for like a short film or like a painting or something (laughs) or like a folder in my camera roll of like pictures I took they'll be like this would be such a cool painting Nick and apparently like one of my teachers told me it's like you know you get your best ideas right before you go to bed and I guess if right before I go to bed is five in the morning I get my best ideas to do things but do you ever like do those ideas or are they just like sitting okay (laughs) yeah and some of them are pretty cool and others are pretty bad but because like I do the same thing but I'll just never do it I'm like that's a good idea I'll take a picture of it and then it'll just sit there (laughs) for maybe some time but hasn't been lately I I think the beauty of I moved my like work work setup from um an the office room in our house to my room is like my bed's right there so if I'm in bed lying down I can be like wait no I have an idea and then I can run to my computer and like write it out or like actually start doing it and that's it's very nice well good for you because <laughs> so on a scale of one to ten how messy do you think my car is one being the cleanest ten is a disaster um I think I think you're a six like a normal a normal amount of mess yeah I try to <laughs> the other day my friend Millie was looking at my backseat and they were asking why I had pine cones and I could not even explain why I had a pine cone in my backseat there's just like a lot of stuff there but I try to like move it to the trunk so you can tell that I'm a clean person. But <laughs> for you, I'll I feel like I I'll give you like a seven or eight. According to my brother, who I share a car with, um, I drive a pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which it's not ideal for keeping things in the bed of the pickup because um it will fly out like it has many times on the freeway. Um 
so and it like and wind and stuff and you have to always move it so the back seat is the trunk um and there is so much stuff and i usually clean it like once a month like spotless like i get the vacuum i wipe everything down like it's pristine but then uh you know i just kind of let it let it go and let (laughs) stuff build up in there like receipts and like just so much trash yeah (laughs) i have a ton of receipts that it just keeps adding up but you know it happens but let's move on to level two which i feel like is gonna start getting me fucked up but (laughs) whatever okay so are you lying to yourself about anything yeah i mean i'll answer i i know (laughs) i feel like i definitely am and it's mostly like just pretending that i'm fine which even though i know in my head like i'm not but i gotta keep going or else and I'd, I'd rather take like the mental breakdown than like not um I'll do it in private <laughs> that's yeah that's a valid thing like I'd say that as well but I'd also say I think I'm lying to myself about like I guess I I lie to myself a lot about like saying I know who I am as a person because I constantly catch myself like reinventing who I am to other people and like holding back just a pretty important information like like just with dating for example it's like I feel like I'm a different person every time I date a different person which I'm sure that's somewhat normal but like I guess I miss out on the important stuff and um yeah that kind of blows <laughs> yeah I mean with like different friend groups also I also have like a different mm-hmm. version of me which gets exhausting also because it's like, why do I have to keep changing up and I can just like pick one, you know? But what's the most unexplainable thing that has happened to you? I guess it would be, I it would I had two hip surgeries and that would definitely be it. Cause I was like, what the fuck? I'm in middle school. Why am I getting a hip surgery right now? And it was because I grew too fast. <laughs> what? That- but it's like, you never hear about tall people having hip surgeries like and for about a year I had been going to physical therapy and I had been seeing I was on a it was really weird I was I was always tall very tall and um I played a club because I was tall I played a club basketball team that was it's called SGV it's primarily like Asian American kids and they're not the tallest kids so but like I remember going to Arcadia and like going to this like this Chinese guy's like garage and him doing like sort of acupuncture on me and like so I was doing shit like that and it wasn't helping my muscles which I thought it was but no it was um it was there my hips were sliding out of place uh or my, my hip was the bone so my walk went from like this and if I hadn't gotten it treated by getting oh two titanium God. pins in my hips that are like this long um my legs would have, my feet would have gone from like straight to like duck footed like that. That would have sucked. But being in a wheelchair in middle school is like lame. Um, Yeah. So I guess like thinking that, you know, what it's going to happen. And then no, you don't know at all. Like it's like life is very weird like that it just throws you for a loop with like that's insane like for me I was yeah. thinking you were gonna tell like some ghost story because that's what I was you know but oh my goodness I've never heard of that ever but for me there was like I think it happened like a few years ago but 
it was like two in the morning and all my lights were off. I had a candle going and I was like listening to Taylor Swift and my window was open summer night. And I heard this like woman screaming like at the top of her lungs for help. Like she was like, oh, someone please like open your garage or like someone please help me. And I was like, what is going on? So I'm like quickly like running around my room, like trying to turn off the music, blow out the candle, like look out the window. And no one was on our street not even like a car like parked to the side and I was thinking what like because she sounded super close it wasn't at like she wasn't at the end of our street or anything and I just like went to sleep that night and then I think a year later there was like a ton of police cars at the house like four houses down from us and there was also like a helicopter going trying to find a guy and apparently like they were dealing with like domestic violence and I was like there's no way that's related or anything because I feel like I'm the only one that has heard the woman screaming but I don't know I I don't know that's that's (laughs) terrifying I mean I've kept it to myself because I don't want like my family thinking like oh she's crazy (laughs) she's she's schizo (laughs) but Yeah. yeah that's that um let's see what dating advice would you give to your younger self one you're not fat I know you think you're fat but you're not fat and don't tell people you're fat. And two, um, people like tall guys for being tall, but that's not your only characteristic that's important. You don't need to, you don't need to just worry about that all the time. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm thinking like, oh, I think I had a hard time thinking that people liked me. So then every time someone was like, oh, I have feelings for you or whatever, I'd be like, no, that's gross. And like push them away. And I feel like that has messed up a lot of things. But you know, I don't like younger self, like that could be me like a month ago. So this is me telling it to myself. (laughs) But I guess this is a follow-up question. What could you have done better in previous relationships? I could have been more upfront and honest about when I wasn't happy with the relationship um because I feel like that could have just solved so many problems because I was a douchebag um and in the sense of like I just wouldn't talk to people and stuff like that and I if I had been more honest with people and like upfront, I think a lot of the problems I would have caused for myself like mentally and for other people mentally would have been resolved yeah I feel like I sucked at communicating and that's even like with friendships too that I kind of just expected people to do things and but I never said it out loud and I would get angry if they don't like show up or don't do something but it's just because I never told them and I feel like that's what sucks (laughs) you know now we know (laughs) what has been your earliest recollection of happiness I think it's so hard. Like, I have memories of me probably when I was two, but I don't remember how I felt. I just know that it happened. It's fucked that I can only think of, th- of like, pure pain and sadness first. Oh, my God. Like, like but happiness, I want to say, like, I think, yeah, I think I was, like, so I was six, okay, and my, I don't see my dad's extended family a lot, um, but I was with my cousin's my dad so my dad's cousins and my uncle and uh we were in san diego for like a family vacation or something and we hadn't seen them in a long time my aunt had just had her third kid and she was adorable and my uncle had just he worked at apple and he had like he just finished his project it was 2007 on the iphone and like he gave 
everyone an iPhone, which was like blew everyone's mind. And I remember being just really happy because we were eating dinner, like, and there was a sunset or something. And I, that's like the earliest memory I have of like being just straight up elated to be around people I really like. Wow. That's so nice (laughs) for me. I don't know why this came to mind, but my earliest recollection is probably in kindergarten and I don't even know what happened, but everyone in my class had to like, we got in trouble for like being too loud or whatever, or not doing what they're supposed to do. And I guess I was the only one doing the right thing. And so everyone had to put like their heads down and like think about what they did and write a letter or whatever. And my teacher just let me continue reading. (laughs) And I was like, now I want to look back on it. I'm like, okay, I'd rather put my head down. Why did she let me continue reading? But I guess that was like, I'm elite from everyone. (laughs) Yeah, that's like a nice, like, hmm, I am better than everyone else. Yeah. (laughs) So what's your first love's name and the reason you fell in love with them? I feel like you don't have to say the name if you're not. No, fuck it. I'll say it. Um, um, the first person I really genuinely fell in, like what I consider love is, uh, her name is Rory. And I fell in love with her because she was a con, she was like confident and she dressed well and she would take her time to like hang out with me and eat lunch with me sometimes and like um when we did plays together in high school and she would always like make sure I was on top of my stuff and she showed that like she really cared about me and um yeah and that was really nice I don't think um like I haven't I've met very few people who romantically it's been like that level of like being accountable for you when you're not being so have you only like fallen in love once or more than that? To the level where we were like planning, like I wasn't going to go to art school. Like we were going to go to the same college and we were going to major in the same thing. And we were like to the point where it's like, I can see myself spending a future with you. I don't think so. But like falling for someone, I've definitely been there like countless times. Like there's a list of like, tons of people <laughs> yeah I say I'm like the only person I'm not gonna say their name just because I don't want their like manager or whatever to come at me but and I also want them on the podcast so I'm not gonna ruin that but I and everyone like all my friends know who I'm talking about but also I, the reason why I fell in love with them is because we just clicked like from the moment that we met and I feel like the time that we spent the most like time together we were both in like such deep holes that we kind of like helped each other out and pulled each other like to the to the top again and I felt like that was kind of nice and they didn't really give up like I we're still really good friends now and you know he always has my back and I (laughs) I just appreciate that because I know a lot of people in my life that would just be like no forget it like you're you reach rock bottom like you can just stay there and like feel your feelings but he was like really pushing me to like get back up again and I just appreciate that but also I also never like felt that way about anyone else I mean I think I tricked myself into liking my high school on and off boyfriend but I mean that's everyone like I don't feel like high school relationships are real so (laughs) yeah I fucked 
Oh man. Yeah. High school sucks. Cause I mean, girl that I mentioned, it's like, it was great. And then on Valentine's day, she came out to me as lesbian and I was like, fuck. Oh my God. That's well, they had a good run, Nick. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it. You don't know anyone. Also, I feel like falling in love is going to be completely different. Like the idea of it being different with someone that I actually marry and the whole idea of that compared to like what I've known. I'm sure you have more perspective because I the idea of marriage terrifies me. Like to the No, it terrifies me too because I don't think like even now I have like a pretty hard time just like with commitment because I feel like, oh my God, why forever? <laughs> and that scares me. So I'm just like, no, it's gonna end here. Yeah. <laughs> but next question, what would your younger self not believe about your life today? There are so many things. One, one, um, I'm going to art school. My parents were always like, that's not happening, Nick. You can't do that. Two, um, you have so many friends who care about you and so many different people around, like, not just in LA, like, you have people around the world who you talk to and you're friends with. And like, that means so much. And like, that you aren't a fat piece of shit and you're out and, and that people don't really care that you're by and it's fine. And like, you have a dog and you love your dog so much. <laughs> you're actually happy most of the time. Like there's so many things. Also, you look good in clothes. Now you figured out what clothes you like. Like my younger self would have been elated, like just absolutely thrilled. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. For me, um, I feel like, I feel like, because I was just so family oriented when I was younger and so many like family friends I grew up with, I think I just wouldn't believe that they're not in my life anymore. And also I wouldn't believe that I dropped out of university. I was there for like a semester and then I left because, you know, everyone, that's the path that you take and all parents are like, you're going to go to college and then like get a job after that. But then I said, no, <laughs> and just left. So I think, being that much of a risk taker would kind of give my younger self a heart attack yeah. <laughs> but also like the people I hang out with now like social media I had like a Twitter when I was 11 so like watching people that I looked up to and like meeting them now I think I wouldn't yeah <laughs> that that's like a that's like a trippy like I remember being 15 and having a Twitter with like a medium to small size following and then going to VidCon and meeting people who I like knew and then ending up at a house party when I'm 15 is like, dude, this is, this is real life now. Like, wow. I mean, I used to be obsessed with Justin Bieber. So <laughs> when he followed me in like 2016, that's all I could think about. And now, like now that we've been at a party with like in the same room as him, I'm just like, that doesn't mm -hmm. make sense that that shouldn't happen <laughs> yeah the the whole like idea of like six degrees of separation and how not far away everyone is from each other is really weird it's pretty insane so life is crazy <laughs> so level three do you think my social media matches me accurately uh yeah i would say so but you did mention how like you know you're trying to get a job so you're trying to market it as yourself so I, I'd say to like the best degree of who you are, it does. Um, but I'm, I don't know what your finsta looks like. Mine is much more authentic to who I am. Um, 
you know, I, I would say, actually, no, I'm going to flip entirely and say probably not, because I'm sure you do a lot more in your daily life or a lot less that is more important to you um, that isn't like documented on your Instagram or your Twitter or whatever. <laughs> I don't have a Finsta because that that's like another thing that I have to stress about. I can't even figure out how to make a private story on Snapchat. So it's pretty much that. I mean, the only thing I have is like a close friend story on Instagram, which I mean, mm-hmm. it's just me posting like my friends and I don't want to put it out there, I guess. But I th- I feel like for me, it matches me pretty accurately. My, my friends say otherwise. Okay. Also, so you're not wrong. <laughs> but for you, I feel like it does match you pretty accurately. I mean, as far as I know, as far as like as this conversation, I think it does, okay. which is good. <laughs> what do you think my weakness is? I think your weakness might be um, like, this is hard. Um <laughs> I think I have a lot. So you, there's a wide range you can figure out. Yeah. Um, probably like, why can I not get the word out? Um, probably like uncertainty when taking risks. So like not being sure what to do, you know, and like not letting and letting the like uncertainty kind of prevent you from trying new stuff. Maybe. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. That's <laughs> definitely one of them. Um, yeah, because I just like knowing. I, I don't get like people who can just take a risk and not think about the consequences, which I hope I can be one day. But, you know, that's me now. For you, um, I feel like your weakness is... I feel like you care. Like, I know that you say like you have like a don't care vibe, but I feel like you do like secretly care about what others think. Yeah, I care a lot about what other people think about me, so that's fine yeah that's true I mean that's that's like a lot of people like I struggle with that too that I care a lot but and I know a lot of people are like the same like we don't care but then that's something we'll cry about Um, later at night yeah exactly it's like I'll be in my room crying later yeah (laughs) um another one what about me is the hardest for you to understand I guess what you're trying to do like what's your outer goal like do you want to be a media personality do you want to have your do you want to be a part of a network or something like I don't I don't see where your goal is totally I don't know yeah it's kind of (laughs) true because I do have like a lot of passions I mean I think with this whole project that me and my friends started to do I think the biggest goal is to just give people a platform because I mean like I mentioned like I grew up with social media and I kind of wish I had something like this growing up and instead of like going on Tumblr like at 15 and everyone that was like the age of everyone was like, oh, thigh gaps and like anorexia is glamorized. I kind of wish like someone told me like that's toxic and yeah. for all that. <laughs> for you, that is so hard. <laughs> and that's the first one. Um, I think the hardest for me to understand and I feel like is just because of like what I believe in, but I feel like it's with your background because you said you went to like a super like rich school (laughs) and of course like you life like completely differently so I guess it's like (laughs) going to art school I kind of don't understand like why your parents wouldn't like support that because if you did go to like a rich school then usually parents are like super supportive like at least I know what Mm -hmm. my friends unless like your parents are like super conservative and not into like liberal places Uh, uh, I think my parents (laughs) are pretty liberal um 
they're definitely the like breed of like southern california suburb liberal which is low-key conservative but you know um i think it stems from the whole like like my mom was one of seven kids and like grew up with each child having to work to help put food on the table and because dad was in and out of jobs and everyone had to work really hard and my dad one of three and they moved from England and then lived in Phoenix and like things were not great there either and they're both very much the like American dream white people who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and worked hard to be where they are today and they want their kids to do the same to whatever extent they want their kids to be successful and they want to provide the best and I think this fear that comes from art school and like pursuing a career in the arts is a valid one I think like that's why my mom made me play sports is because like well I did sports and sports got me to where I am so like they paid for my college they did all this so it's going to be the same thing for you when in reality it's not the 80s and college is expensive and you know like it's not the same anymore you can't just like be fresh out of college and working and living in Santa Monica and paying off your house when you're like two years out of college um so I guess it's like that for them that's the big fear my like yeah no just for my like question like being unemployed because I'm also unemployed do you ever like feel like the stress that you're not doing enough for, and then your parents are like thinking what the hell are you doing like get a job yeah um <laughs> but they're also like pretty supportive luckily they, they're like pretty they, they were initially like really supportive of me taking a gap year I like decided to do that like before the pandemic which luckily secured my spot for next year at college which is really nice um but so the unemployment thing was like out of the like like I have worked before and like I had money saved up to travel and like go do things and then like whoops there's you don't have a job anymore because the restaurant you worked at uh went bankrupt and um you can't work at the summer school because there's a pandemic going on and you can't do online painting classes with kids um uh, it's a lot of like I, I do feel very much like a burden because it's like it's like I'm like impeding on everyone else's life that's trying to happen right now and um if I just had a job I could be out of here and then it's like well I'm justifying it because I'm like working and I'm doing stuff but then at the same time it's like applying to every PacSun and Urban Outfitters in a 20 mile radius of where I live and like every Starbucks and Ace Hardware and like trying to talk to my dad to see if he knows anyone who can help me get an internship anywhere doing anything is like that feels like even more a burden because I'm like bringing it upon them when I complain about it when in reality I don't feel like I should be complaining about anything. Yeah well for me before this whole pandemic happened I just got hired at like a marketing firm and then I was working there for like probably two weeks and then I got laid off because of COVID and so I was like pretty bold I was like gonna move to a new city and all happening in one week and then I suddenly had to come home so for me like now it's the constant like pressure like oh my god I'm still at home and it's about to be March again and I'm still here yeah. doing nothing but 
it's stressing out and also I can't even get myself to like lower my ego and like go apply at a Best Buy or a grocery store because I'm like I have all of these like credits and like my resume is like super refined to what I want I can't add like grocery store on there and yeah that stresses me out yeah just wondering but um am I like you expected me to be yeah a hundred percent I'd say so I was like expecting this yeah (laughs) other than that like that's all I've got just most of yeah same here I mean I hope when I reached out I didn't sound like the scariest thing ever (laughs) no I you most definitely the dream moment because I've been like (laughs) I've been live streaming for friends and I'm like we were talking it's like wouldn't it be cool if Nick was on a podcast and like yeah it'd be pretty funny if he was on a podcast like (laughs) So this is definitely like manifesting that into reality. But is this like what they expected you to be talking about? Uh no, not at all. When I told <laughs> them the brief, they were like, excuse me, these are my guy friends. Not <laughs> they were like, dude, what the fuck is that? Like you're gonna play a game? Like, why would you do that? That's what's okay. But like what would you talk about if you had um they want they were expecting me to talk about the stuff I normally talk about, which is like complaining about clothes and um complaining about art. A lot of complaining. Um yeah. I mean, that's pretty normal. I mean I complain a lot, but I try to keep it to a minimum because that stresses my friends out. So Yeah, that's fair. So do you believe everyone has a calling? If so, do you think I found mine? Which I think you answered earlier, but yeah, I think everyone does. Um it's a very Gen Z thing or whatever that like post-millennial Gen Z thing to be like follow your dreams do your calling instead of like work nine to five and then do your dreams on the side um and I think you figured yours out or you're figure you're figuring it out right now like that's what this is yeah I mean I think you found yours because I feel like you have like a really set path on what you want which I mean like I can't figure out what I mine is so I mean like in with this project alone like I have like 12 other ideas like I want to start a magazine I want to like direct a movie and like write a book all sorts of things that it's super chaotic but I feel like you know exactly what you want and the path to get there like I feel like I know where I'm at right now and then I know where like the end point is but like I don't know at all what I'm going to do to get to the end point which is the scary thing because I feel very much all the time like a jack of all trades master of none type thing it's like because I like I edit videos I um I play I I listen and make music sometimes um I like I paint I draw I take photos I it's 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 like pick a thing dude like because when you go to school you're gonna have to pick a thing and then ideally once you do that that's gonna be your job after but I feel like I hate that we just have to pick one thing and I feel like we could do everything yeah Yeah. I I don't know (laughs) well last question (laughs) what will be something you will remember about me um how very relaxed and prompt and professional you are I feel like so many people say that about me I'm like that's not true (laughs) but well you come off that way for sure and I'm glad because I if I don't know how to like keep up so everything's on my calendar and if that calendar gets deleted then I'll be deleted but (laughs) something I'll remember about you is 
I feel like like that you're super grateful for everything that you have and like I mean like going to art school and having a scholarship in that direction I feel like you're just super grateful that you get to have it and experience things yeah that's very nice I don't I haven't heard that (laughs) one (laughs) well you made it through that was that was the last question (laughs) how how was it what are your ending thoughts about me uh ending thoughts are um I feel like I learned a bit about you I definitely learned about what you want to do which is something I don't often learn about with people when you first talk to them um uh it was a lot less awkward than I thought it would be which is great (laughs) I I I dread zoom calls always (laughs) um but I think that I don't know. I, I just it was pretty great, and um, I'm excited to hear it whenever that is. Well, I'm glad you got to be part of this, and it definitely was like less awkward than what was in my head. But yeah, <laughs> thanks for everyone listening. Um, do you want everyone to know your socials or in like support anything? <laughs> yeah, um, my socials are. It's, I'm pretty sure it's just paper bags, please, everywhere. Um, if you make art, DM me because I'm always looking for people who um, make art to talk about stuff. And if, yeah, because I'm, I'm always trying to make and do different things. So, yeah. Awesome. And we'll tag him on our page and leave his user in the description. Otherwise, thanks for listening. I hope you learned a little about me too. <laughs> I know y'all know bits and pieces about me. So I hope this helps. Thanks, Nick, for being here. Anyways, I'll talk to everyone soon. Thank you.